second. One. What's up, guys? Shitface sober. We out here, Jeff N. Kyle. And we got a guest here straight from the fucking bush, South Africa, Owen. Owen. What's, what's up, up, Owen? Hey, guys. Owen, how much sober time you have, man? More than enough right now. Got about two years, two months, three days, and one hour and 31 minutes and 42 seconds. Damn, that's, that's specific. Right. That is specific. That's a long time. <laughs> it is a long time. Yeah. All right, man. So welcome to Shitface Sober. Thanks, guys. I, I thought Owen would be a perfect guest because we really want to know what's it like being an African sober in America, dude. So, you know, what's it like to be you? That's a tricky question. What's it like to be an African was the first way I got a little lost. But um, I'm a sober African man. And when I get my green card, I'll be an African-American legitimately. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and on top of that, I'll be yeah. sober. You know what I'm saying? I'll be a sober African-American dog. Like, that's a limited species I hear out here, bro. Welcome. So I'm pretty chuffed about it. And uh, I blend in quite well with you boys, I yeah. think. Uh, and it is as easy as pie. Because there's so many meetings and guys like you. So how long, have, how long have you been in Florida for now? Because you came enough, from the West man. Coast. Yeah, I know. Well, I actually landed here. I came by ship. Yeah. Know, I was in the cargo section. We got smuggled in with a bunch of corn. And um, <laughs> it's been here. been here for a while, man. I landed in Miami. That was wonderful. You know, I had a better chance of staying here if I swam here from Cuba. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, since then, it's been about 10, 12 wonderful years. Landed in Florida. Migrated up north to New York. Loved that fucking place. God damn, loved New York. And then I ended up in L.A., and I, I have no idea how I ended up there, but um, what I do know, I mean, there's a lot of drugs, and it seemed like a party town, and there was a lot of allure, you know. Uh, but since then, it's just been a wild ride back, being back in Florida. You know, it's been wonderful, actually, gentlemen. What do you like better about Florida than California, and what do you don't like as much as California. Oh my God, there's so many differences. You know, when you go to Europe and you can land in France or Italy and you can just take a train for two, three hours and you're in another country. That's the diversity and to the degree of culture, language, not really color, but culture and language. They're massive. Here you got this fucking continent. It's all American. So you guys share a lot of stuff. But God damn, there's a big difference between Florida and California, bro. What do you like better? Shit, I like the mountains in California, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, what do you like Honestly, about here? Everyone fucking pretends to be friendly there. It's bullshit. Yes. It's all fucking, it's like, it's like an actor. When I landed there, I went for Hollywood. I, I, I got Hollywood without even really being in Hollywood. I thought it was all movies and shit, but it's no, it's the culture. It's very like fucking, you know, and this is personal opinion. I mean, full disclosure, you know, don't hold it against me. I love my time in California. There are guys that I like there, but Florida is way more real. Here, I can drive down the road and I wave to everybody. I'm like, "Hey, good morning, what's up?" Yes, and it was like, a "Hey, common dude, thing. hey, yeah, how y'all doing? Yeah, how can I help you?" <laughs> it's so cool, and they fucking mean it. They're not doing it just to like be cool. California's full of shit, and you yes. know how you tell it by being in the fucking traffic. Yeah. yeah, in the traffic here, it's like you'll get a honk. Is what you guys we say? We say hoot. You say honk. I like honk. So you'll get a honk every once in a while here if you're being an asshole or there's a big truck behind you. California, it's like a given. Like traffic's just like murder zone, like 101, murder zone. It's like I'm more important than you. I'm going to be late. It's all very, you know, it's just painful. Wait, question. It's fucking painful. Go back to this hoot and honk thing. So hoot this is honk. a so this is a real question yeah, but for you me. Call, we call hooter. Hooter, you call them breasts, right? Hooters. Titties. Titties. Brisk? I've never heard of that. Breasts. A breast. Breasts. Yeah. Chicken breast from <laughs> Zach's. It's funny how we all speak <laughs> yeah, English, yeah. and it comes from the Queen's English, yet y'all down here don't yeah. fucking understand Fuck what I'm saying. We don't have queens here, bro. Yeah, there's no queens well, here. Well, there are queens, but they they're are not queens. royal. Yeah. There's not a lot of queens in Florida. Right? Yeah. But to it, right, like South Africa, you guys call trucks lorries, you know? And then lorries. you all be robbing. That's a big truck. It's a lorry, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. you rob the lorries. It's like a thing out there. It's a sport. Yeah. Like you grow up robbing lorries. Have you ever robbed a lorry? No, but I stole one. Like you got in the driver's seat? No, I hijacked him. And you ran up on him, and he was delivering Well, to be honest, bread. I... Fuck, I don't know. Is this going live? We're going to post it. So <laughs> yeah. just fucking say it, dude. Yeah. Just spread, it eagle. spread eagle this story. Yeah, man. No, it was a hijacking. I'm interested. I'm not proud of it at all. This was... I was, I was deep in my addiction. And... Uh, How old were you? I don't know. I must have been like 18, 19, maybe 20. And Somewhere you guys in there. fast and furious on that lorry? Yeah. 
How many of you? Wasn't me. I paid someone to do it. I needed the truck. I used to do it. Oh, you needed the truck. What did you need the truck this, for? I can't go down here. You can't do this to me. <laughs> okay, we won't do the story. Then. Yeah, right, cool. Okay, let's get into this. Okay, cool. So what's your life like today? Well, just one minute fucking what's your life look like? Beautiful, <sighs> ugly, all of it. Fuck, man. It's it's conflicting. It's uh, it's beautiful that I'm sober. It's wonderful the new people I get to hang around with in the ecosystem. Right? Like, it's way more inclined to a healthy living and relationships and bonds, real bonds, real connections, which I never had, right? But at the same time, it's fucking scary because just, you know, I come from a lineage of just bad behavior and then acclimating to a new lifestyle. It's conducive of, on behavior. Like, it's not just staying away from drugs and alcohol. It's your behavior, your everything. Well, really it's like changes, you take right? away drugs and alcohol, you still are uncomfortable and, uh, you know, restless, irritable discontent. Yeah, yeah. And so you just don't have a cure now. And so I guess the short answer is it, it's beautiful, but it can be very difficult. It has been challenging at times, sure, to face realities about me to the exclusion of drugs and alcohol. It's like, oh, shit, I need to change this too now, you know? And but you obviously it's worth it because you're staying sober two years. Yeah, no, I love it. I wouldn't change it for a thing. I really want. I had a using dream last night. It was fucking wild. Okay, would you use? I I love that. I like that. Yeah, I haven't had that. You know, I don't have them like this. So like ethereal or whatever the word is. Fuck me. Where you feel it. My wife would always right. wake up and say, fuck, I did blow last night and I fucking got high. And I'd be like super jealous because my dreams have always been like <laughs> faded. Yeah. They're like black and yeah, white. Yeah, no, I get that. I like, I don't even feel like I'm present in my fucking dreams. But this one was like, oh, I got some acid. All right. I'm going to drop some fucking caps. And then some guy's like, oh, here's some heroin. You can have that for later on. I'm like, oh, it's only going to be just for today. Yeah, <laughs> nobody will know. Yeah. Did you feel guilty? Yeah, no, I felt high. When bro. you woke up, though, did you feel guilty? Because when no. I've had using dreams, I've woken no. up and I was pissed. I was like, oh, fuck. Well, I also had to take a drug test that morning. I was like, fuck, dude. I'm you lost know I mean? it all. I fucked up. Well, I've, I've had using dreams and I wake up and I feel like, oh, fuck, I just gave up 12 years or yeah. I gave up 10 years, whatever it was. I get like one every couple of years, but I, now I've learned to savor them where it's like my free chance to like do what I love, which they is call get it high. A f- oh, no, it's not a free lapse. It's an, yeah, well, a free yeah. lapse is like if somebody spikes your drink or you yeah. take a drink of a beer on accident i mean like or you're in a room where everyone's smoking weed and you get contact high like me in vegas last week right mm-hmm. exactly so i mean the drug dream you fucking loved it i loved it great job it was wonderful high five I'm i know jealous. i loved it though yeah, I woke up jealous. and I was like, fuck yeah, because I really wanted to have another fucking trip of acid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think that one day, like, you know, we'll have some inception shit and, like, we'll be able to plug into a machine and, like, it won't count. I know. You know what I, I mean? know science hasn't, you know. Yeah, but I, if you I, make I, that I conscious decision, that. if you're making this conscious decision of, like, it does count, though, right? Like, that's some inception shit of, like, well, let's cross that bridge once yeah. that technology's there. Somebody, somebody make this content or is this, con- this, uh, this invention because yeah we'll cross that bridge when we get there you know what i mean but like okay back to fucking owen okay Uh, so Mm -hmm. what happened this time you got sober because i remember you told me it took you a few times to get sober Mm -hmm. so this you know two and plus year run you know what happened this time that you think made the difference that made it stick like was it people sponsorship steps honesty meetings routine what happened this time that you think made the biggest impact on your sobriety? So there's two parts. What made me, what took me over the hill to say to stay, right? Like for this two-year period. Right. Like what was different this time than the other time? So the breaking point, like the breaking point I was at when I decided to come back in. So the what, bottom? Yeah. Okay. And the bottom wasn't my bottom at all. It You've had no, a worse bottom? Oh, fuck yeah. This was easy shit. Yeah. I had money, I had jobs, I had cars, I had fucking, I had my wife, I had, you know, home, the whole thing. But I was completely just so fucking, I don't know, man. It was, and I, it's so deep in me, that feeling, like it's never left me. It was just such a break that um, it was just despair, like complete despair, which I've never felt... I can't say I've never felt it before, but maybe not at this level or maybe at this age. I don't know what the what the fucking... What about action, though? So, like, if somebody's newly sober and, like, there was something that you oh, did... Oh, I committed. Disco. I committed. Like... Surrendered. Uh, com- completely. Like, I don't even know if it was... Yeah, you could say surrendered. I just committed. I was like, there's no fucking way I want to feel like that again. Ever. Did like, you do, like, 90 and 90? You got a sponsor. You oh, called bro, them every I day. Did, what I was did your action? Like, so, 270 in 90 wow. is what I did. 
a three That's a day. impressive. I did three a day, but this was COVID. So yeah, I yeah. So you're COVID. doing COVID. I did meetings. a meeting in the morning. I'd wanted seven or eight a.m., eight a.m., eleven a.m., and seven p.m. every day, and that's all I did. And you're a cool dude, and with a lot of shit going on, you got businesses, you got opportunities, you got a wife, you got dogs, you got a full fucking life. Yeah, there was no I way I just and had to. And you've made it fit. Yeah. So anybody that's new that's saying, I can't make this fit my schedule. Then you're not ready. You're not ready, because no. if a fucking cool South African dude that's right. that's, has a lot of shit going on. cool one more time. The coolest, <laughs> the coolest South African yeah, yeah. dude yeah. is yeah. fucking making times for three meetings a day. Yeah. Like, and he's sticking with it and enjoying it. Or, I mean, I'm sure you didn't at first, but the point is, is that you can make it work too. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this too. Like, so when you did hit those meetings, because there's a difference between just showing up to a meeting and being present or showing up to a meeting and uh, reaching out to different guys that, you know, and asking questions. It's a big thing. Like, so some people don't know how to ask that question of like, you know, like I had a friend call me earlier today and he's, he's sober, you know, he's, 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 he's showing up, but he's like asked that question of like, did you have that feeling? What, what was your feeling at this amount of time? And why am I feeling like this? You know, like reaching out to guys and stuff. Oh, so easy. Yeah. In a meeting, I find like in person meetings, you're either looking at a bunch of heads, the back of them, yeah. right, depending on how it's set up, or you're in a circle and it's a little intimidating. There is that feeling of like, even when I was coming here after two years in LA, of being sorry, coming into a meeting here, I still kind of have that like, you know, I'm a little uncomfortable. Who's this motherfucker and check his tattoos and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? You, I still have that social anxiety, so to speak, right? But on a meeting, I got all these fucking squares. I'm looking you in the eye. I'm reading your name, and I'm seeing you every day. So there's a connection made a lot quicker with more of the room than me walking to a meeting with 60 guys that I'm speaking to the guy maybe next to me and maybe the guy who greeted me on the way in. So that intimacy and that, that level of connection is created a lot quicker, I find, on Zoom. Right. And this is my experience, right? And I've been doing meetings since I was like 17. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, I've been in meetings for a long-ass time, on and off, obviously, but and all the wrong reasons, all the wrong reasons. It was always escaping something, right? So to your point or your question, on Zoom, there's a, regardless of what people think, it's like, oh, it's not the same as a live meeting. I call bullshit on that because, again, I have that connection. You have the chat. The guys are putting their numbers in, and every time I'd be on a meeting, I'd just be like, hey, guys, just put your numbers in the chat, just in the chat if I wasn't, you know, brave enough to say anything. And when I went to my first meeting, I had my hoodie on, right? And dark room, I got my hoodie on. I'm like, hey, man. And I first, I didn't even have my camera on. So it kind of, I got to assimilate into it. I got comfortable. The new camera comes on. I'm in a dark room. Guys remember the angry little fucking guy in the corner. And then the light goes on like three weeks in. And then the hoodie goes off like five weeks in. And then by the sixth or seventh week, I already got some numbers. Like the buildup was a lot quicker for me that I found than being in a meeting, a physical meeting. Like right. it was just easier for me. Thank Dope. God it was fucking easy for me because I am a difficult motherfucker to get sober. It's you thought been you were unique and now you're fucking no, one not of us. Uh, unique in the way that I thought I could never get sober. Yeah. I mean, that's most people. They come in your eye, you don't have my problems, you yeah. don't have this. You know, I watched this really fucked up video yesterday. I don't play yesterday. that game. I don't play the self-pity shit. But I mean, I'm just saying majority of people. No, I get it. I get and it. And then now we're all one I was of just the like, same. I'm born. This is what I do. I do it well. I get fucked up really well. You know same. what I mean? Like, this is just... I'm, it's in my blood. There's no way around this until I had that point, which is in the back of this fucking, I'm in the fucking South Central ghetto vibe. This is the funny thing, bro. Tell me the funny thing. So now I'm working, I work in South Central LA. Fuck my boys, what's up? And I'm the only white dude, like bottom line, I'm the only white dude, but I'm from Africa, so I don't think I'm a white dude. That's yeah. just how I, I am. You know, I speak three black languages or African languages. <laughs> there's no PC with me because this is how I grew up. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think, uh, what's his name, Theo Vaughn kind of rolled along this kind of line too when he was sharing about his best friend was black and blah, 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 and this and this. I kind of get the same thing. Like, I... I don't see that that color bullshit yeah. that you all fucking fixated on, right? Yeah. So I would roll down there. I'd open up the door. I'd have some meth there and some fucking crack hoes. Like a lot of my friends or people that I knew were all crackheads, right? Because this is where I'm at. Like it's legit. Like they're smoking a pop. Hey, oh, and how you doing? Or Dutch or whatever. I'm like, hey, what's up, fools? A lot of them are dead or died or whatever along the way. I've been there like six years. But shit, where was I going with this? Oh, I would see a white dude 
And he was probably a drug addict fiending walking down the road, right? And he's like walking down. I'm like, what the fuck is that dude doing in this hood? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I catch myself thinking yeah. like that. I'm like, oh, fuck it. who's this motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't so, like your kind. Yeah, bro. So it's <laughs> like, like it's just... <laughs> Uh, to again, to my point, it's like I always just had this image of who Owen is, and I've always been that guy that fits in or melts in anywhere. You know? I agree. I even had the cops when I was I ran away from boarding school, and I was a bit of a, I was a naughty. I was just you know there's adolescence, whatever. These that's what my best teacher used to tell my parents. So <laughs> I ended up running away. It was all boys school, two thousand boys, and the halls built like a fucking coffin for all the guys that went to war. Like this is an army school, right? So I I broke out to go visit this girl. I was madly in love with this chick. And I got back, and then they said, oh, and you got caught, bro. Don't, you know, you big shit. I was like, oh, fuck this. I just ran. I jumped on the train, fucking went to East London, came back. Cops came looking for me. They're searching for this little white dude oh, in the middle of fucking nowhere, right? And I went to my boy's house, and I was hanging out in the backyard, and I could hear the cops roll up. The mom, Mr. Nona, was there. And I went in the, in the shack in the back, in the garden shack, and I ducked down like this, and we have shaved heads. We had boarding school. So I'm lying down, and the cops are coming around. And they came in, and they didn't have their flashlight, like, on me. And he grabbed my head, and I was like, Mulwainu Funantoni. You know? <laughs> and they were like, okay, cool. That's one of the dudes. And they left me, bro. But I was so fucking stoned and high. I was like, fuck. How I'm old were you? Like, 14. Oh, wow. I was like, damn, I need a fucking pee. So I walk outside, I'm peeing on the wall, and all the flashlights over the head with the mag and dragged them to the van they locked me out for 21 days because they smelled yeah. your pee dude in africa they can know, smell man. the smell the trackers yeah, they track can smell the trackers they can. <laughs> bro that's you, you, we can go tracking like in the bush right my, my brother-in-law owns a, a, a do you ever try to track people in america like you're walking around you smell a scent and you're like no, this but is the same how good we bum. are at tracking this is the same bum no. i smelled yesterday no no? No. Okay. <laughs> my sense of smell's gone from cultivating cannabis. Like all the terpenes just blown up my fucking sense Got of it. smell. But we'd be driving in a in a four wheel in a in a tracking van, right? And I swear Elliot will just he's one of the, the trackers, he'll just lean over on like there's millions of grains of grass. And he'll be like, he'll pull one and there's a tiny little black droplet of oil and he'll be like, Oh, this is Sheena, she just came past here. And it's like a lemon. How mark, accurate a, a, is a, that? A lipid marking. Oh, they're fucking phenomenal. No kidding. Oh yeah. I want to so just out talk about tracking. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, move on. Duh, duh. I mean, honestly, I think like it's, that's the South Africa. I think it's just an African thing in general. Mm. I mean, I'll tell you a funny story, and then we'll get on to the fucking next question, right? But I, the first time I ever went to Africa, I landed in Rwanda, and when they opened the fucking plane door, I remember the fucking smell, bro. It's beautiful. Yeah, mm. and honestly, I think there's something deep in our genetic code mm. that because Africa is the cradle of civilization, mm -hmm. like smell is a sense of safety. Like we were good at smell thousands of years ago as humans or as animals because we knew that this was home and this was a bad area we used smell to differentiate which was safe and which was danger mm. and so when i smelled that first waft of rwandan air mm. it just smelled like home it smelled safe wow and and i think it's deep in my genetic code or our genetic code that like because that was a cradle of civilization that that's where we like the, the smell of home mm. but then i started going to like shitholes in africa and then i was like oh fuck this smells bad yeah. i should go yeah. i should leave yeah you Africa's know. full of smells. Yeah, it's got. So I love it. It's yeah. got smells, but this was smell. They're real smells. Natural. They're real you know, smells. It's a real smell. Yeah, it's like a shitty smell. It's not a chemical fire. It's not a chemical fire. Yeah, it's not fucking Chateau de Chanel on fucking freaking you know. Yeah, it's I've just, never been to Africa. It's so. a real. It's a, we call but it. But I just a imagine clunk. it being a crisp smell whenever. Oh, it's like, beautiful. So something like you gotta go. We gotta go. We should all go to Africa and do a podcast from there. Like we'll in do the bush. shit face sober Africa. We should. Yeah. Okay, so check this Shit out. Shit-faced Bushman. What's the most <laughs> fucked up thing you've seen a sober person do? I mean, this could be financial. It could be just, like, showing up to a meeting, acting a fool, getting naked. I've heard a gang. I've heard a ton of sober fucked up stories. So what's the most fucked up thing you've seen sober? I mean, fucked up? I haven't seen one. I've heard one. Okay, let's Does hear it. Does that qualify? Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, my sponsor, and he was explaining to me about, you know, a sponsor he had and a friend he had, blah, blah, blah. And what happened, the reason it came up is my sponsor's 72 and his wife's 29, right? 
And I was like, damn, Gangster. you guys got this down. This is what this is what makes, you know, sobriety attractive to me. I want to be that guy rolling around in Rari with like an 18-year-old girlfriend, you know what I'm saying, when I'm 72. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what just kept me in, right? But then he told me the story about, yeah, you got to be careful about who you choose your sponsor because this dude, he, like him, had a hot wife road and he brought his sponsee over to the house. Like three months later, that sponsor's gone. That sponsee's in the house with that girl. And I was oh, like, fuck, this place shit. is fucked. I've up. seen that. My first rodeo, my first time getting sober, my buddy <laughs> was hooking up with his sponsor's girlfriend. Yeah, like, yeah that's that dirty, dog. Because yeah. <laughs> you, you come in, it's like, oh, this is brother brotherhood. Yeah, man. yeah. You feel, you don't you feel safe. You fuck with your, you know, you guys' girl. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, he just moved in and he moved out and they swapped roles. I'm like, you fucking well, damn. Dude, I think that's a that's California up, thing right? too. I think it's a California thing. Because like in California, when I I grew up in Texas, but when I moved to California, like I just knew, like you don't like hook up with your homies' chicks, right? You just don't. Like your homie breaks up with so his girl. It's just like a free for all, right? Like, yeah. Club. Like if your friend. Also, I think they use it as a status. Like, oh, my friend. You know, if if he had her and then I can get her, I'm as good as him. Right. Right. It's a status thing I get rather than years. versus being like, I'm going to be friends with you for life. Like, I'm not going to fuck that up over anything. Yeah. You know, well, what I mean? that was probably the only. Well, I mean, I've seen guys come in fucked up, which is OK. Oh, like and... Bernie Madoff of fucking AA, like mm. guys that just go around like borrowing money or fucking like, you know, raising capital or investments and shit and just burning everybody. Oh, in the I hopping got burned. Meetings. Oh, that's fucked up. I got burned, too, man. Yeah. Uh, well, my happens. last last 10 stacks is like, yeah. I'm going to give it back to you in a month. I'm five years sober. Here's my boardroom, blah, blah, blah. Let me the money. I was like, okay, man, this is the last thing I had. I just went through shit and lost everything. But he's telling me he'll give me like a 20%, 30 on the return. I was like, okay, let me give you what I have. I'll go make some more money. I'll circle back and I'll know at least I've re-leveraged that money for something. All right. right? Motherfucker. Brian up sending like fucking rolling 60s over to his fucking place, bro. This is six months later, nothing back from him. You know what I mean? And eventually I had to work through the steps and that whole thing and like, let it go and... Yeah, meanwhile, he's like in ballet and this whole family thing. It's like, you don't expect this in AA, and I don't think this is a good message for AA. Yeah. But AA is not to the exclusion of assholes. Oh, of you course. Know, you they, can, you it's can still teach human. Someone, look, if you're an AA and someone's asking you to borrow money, you're totally chill to say no. You just say no. It's not you totally chill. No. You just say no. You just say it. That's, you just a, say that's no. fine. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, And if, if you do, like I've had friends in tough spots. I've been in tough spots in early sobriety myself. And I just give it as a gift. If I really feel like I need to help that person, it's a fucking gift. It's a gift. And then not I, expecting anything in return. A, that is yeah. the most important information I was given, and this was like my first year, was, Owen, if you're going to, and from my sponsor, if you're going to give, because I'm a sucker for that, I want to help, right, give right. what I can and when I it can. It feels good. It, not only that, I feel, I don't know if I feel fucking... I've been there, and it, uh, you yeah, know I'd like yeah, to help you. I got this like fucking guilt thing, like maybe I shouldn't have what I have or be where I am or whatever the case might be. Yes. So I'm like, okay, here we go, I want to help you out, and then I end up feeling resentful because this fucker said he'd give it back to me. I mean, this is one position. Well, exclusion was because I was down. But mostly, you know, I do that. And my sponsor's like, oh, and you got to stop doing this because guys keep calling me. I, you, yeah. I'll get a call now from a dude in L.A. asking me for money. I guarantee you in the next 30 minutes. I guarantee it's, you. This happens daily. Not daily, but daily. Yeah, well, I, yeah I because mean, this guy's on to me because I've helped him out so many times. Now it's like I'm this fucking this breast. Yeah, yeah. Like, He's hey, milking oh, and you. I, you know, I just had an accident. I need money, and I'm well, trying to do my fourth step. Dude. I'm like, you can't leverage the program. Yeah. I'm it taking my more, shoes off you know? now. Like, you you have your shoes off, like all African tribal yeah, and we shit do. I in just, here. I like, wouldn't wear shoes at all, but I'm taking age, my fucking heels crack now, which is a bullshit fucking story. I was looking at a dude yesterday, and he was barefoot, bro, and his heels had no cracks, and I was like, you know, fuck you, man, you know, because I want that shit back. I want smooth skin back. Well, you got to put, like, lotion on I the do, feet. Man, I do, man. I do all kinds of shit, and it's just upsetting, and I think it's age. We got to get comfortable with that. I heard some bad news. You didn't like old people. It's coming. It's yeah, coming. I know. I know. I'm going to be that old person, too, but I just hope, be- they put, <laughs> yeah. I hope that they ship me off to, like, a like a fucking place like Palatka or Ocala <laughs> when I'm when I'm old. Palatka. Like, shit me off. Someone told me about Palatka. Yeah, old people you, shouldn't... We should take a trip there one okay. day. It's horrible, no? Unpopular opinion, all right? We don't going to go in a rabbit hole, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> old people shouldn't work service jobs, okay? I got a big resentment at it, but they're slower. They don't have logic. I'll give you a perfect example. I was at the bank, right? Lady at the bank. 
she's like, oh, you know, if you if you have a certain balance in your bank account, they give you free cashier's check. So I'm like, cool, I'll give me a cashier's check for this new business I just started, right? I'm getting a rent check. So she's like, oh, it's going to be $15. I was like, oh, no, just check my personal account. I'm at the level where I get free check, cashier's checks. 15 bucks, right? Which, whatever, 15 bucks times a, every month for a year is $180. That's like a nice dinner or two pairs of shoes or some shit, right? Mm. So I was like, you know, like, <laughs> go to my bank account. She's like, she's like, well, that's because your main account has, you know, the balance to get the free cash, you know, checks. But your business account, it, it needs to, you know, qualify for three months of average balance before you get them for free i was like okay well let me get this straight um i can get a free cashier's check from my business account and then what i want you to do is i want you to go and transfer money from my business account to my personal and put a memo in there saying uh you know uh, uh business cost and transfer the money back to my personal account so mm -hmm. i get the free cashier's check but then you have to go and do this extra transfer wasting more time my time your time business's time mm -hmm. profits right and then she looked at me like you're right like actually that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and then and then I just wasted like three minutes Dude, of my that's life awesome. explaining. Yeah, but so for it's really impressive how quick you kind of like put her in her place, right? But to her point, she she didn't argue with you. She no, was like, oh, you're right. But, but but I had to get a manager there, and then they waived the fee and yada, yada. But, I mean, like, at the end of the yeah, day, like, you wasted another 10 minutes. Like, somebody young on their toes, they're going to know the shit. You know what I mean? You think so? Yeah, I do think so. And also, like, when I'm on an airplane, like, I get, you know, whatever. I don't even want to go down this Let's fucking rabbit hole. Let's not go down this road, because <laughs> I know a lot of <laughs> Yeah, I, I know like it's this sweet. Hole. It's yeah. fucking sweet. But, anyways, I feel way better with my shoes off. It's good, nice. Good. Okay? Should I take my shoes off? I'm going to leave Yeah, take your fucking shoes off, man. We'll all be barefoot here, like Africa, you know? Like there's this thing like I, every time i think of africa too i think of blood diamond i think of leonardo DiCaprio, and he's like listen to me bro we are going to get the diamond and you are going to do what you what i tell you to do and then the earth is going to heal us and the blood of the earth how do you like the africa that's okay you it's like okay. it yeah 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 the listen, brew is bro. there you know it is brew i've you know it's just one of the things we say and it's horrible actually when you well it's not i mean we would say brew hey brew we say how's it brew and how's you say it, how's, how's it, it brew, brew? And we call each other China, and it's got nothing to do with China. It's like, hey, my China, you know, like my my connection, my, my, my guy. You know what I have yeah. noticed yeah. since um, in terms of endearment, you know, everyone. So does. I've known I've known Owen for a few months now, and I've noticed a little Southern twang come into this guy's. I'm an actor by trade. Yeah, and it's, and it's, and it's way easier. Yeah. I mean, that's because of my life story, right? Yeah. And I kind of explained it to you, me being able to like blend in Adapt. anywhere. Yeah, yeah, I had to, and it was survival. So I leveraged that and became, I was on TV for a but couple years. But it's real, like though. It's not years, a, yeah. it doesn't feel fake to me. No, because it's, it is because it's like it's assimilation. Yeah. That's what it is. Like, I don't know if it says, like, I'm not comfortable with strong enough in my own personality to be uh, talk the way I usually talk like a South African, like when I'm talking to my mom. But we know? love South African accents. But when yeah, I speak I do. to you guys, you all fucking pull this, like, dumbfounded face because you don't know what I'm saying. So I got to say water and I got to like, you know, That's I got you to talk with this like a little enunciation. There's no musicality in American dialect. OK, but look, we have a lot of dogging of American dialect. I'm not dogging a, it. You know what I mean? But like musicality, I love accents. Like I like talking to someone more with an accent. I think that's what drew me to you. I met you at a meeting. You were standing out front. You mm. gave me your number. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to talk to this guy again, but we ended up talking. <laughs> Right. We ended up being friends, you know, and then and then I think a lot of not a lot. I think maybe 30 percent of the reason I enjoy talking with you more when I went through my phone to make my AA calls is like, oh, I'm going to call Owen because he's got an accent and it's kind of like music. And I'm like, you know, it's a pleasurable sound. Wow. And is so, that it? Huh? I, so I think the reason I mean, you get so something. many phone calls. Thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll just say thank it's you. It's like a polite. lullaby, like a talking <laughs> lo a yeah. man lullaby. A man lullaby. That's, that's the best response. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I do enjoy <laughs> your you. I like the man lullaby. Thank you. Okay, so let's go. Let's You're fucking welcome. move on right here, dude. Okay, so Owen, you got three dogs. Owen treats his dogs like they're fucking children, right? He treats them like he buys them the the human food. We went to a, a dog store, and you spent $200, $300 on a week's worth of dog food. I don't even eat that much food myself. Was it like, refrigerated? Was it from, like, the it freezer? It was refrigerated. Yeah, refrigerated. That's, and it was that's like when you know. Whole grain vegan I like shit. that, yeah. So Those if dogs Satan, are living a life. If Satan showed up right here, dude, poof. Mm. 
right? When yeah. I was a kid, I used to I used to like coerce my brother to sleep in my room because I was worried that Satan was going to come up and take me. Satan, and then Satan. I, I didn't want it. I wanted my I wanted Satan to take my brother and me together. So I'd always be like, "Hey, sleep in my room." <laughs> right? So we both go to hell together, right? But so Satan shows up right here, right now, and he has a bunch of drugs on him, dude. You know the satanic drugs, right? The fucking worst ones. And Crocodile. He says, he says either Crocodilly. you. Or your dog is getting high right now. Who's it going to be, dude? Me. You're getting high over oh, your dog? Oh, yeah, dog. Oh. No, you know why? Because they've been high. The dog they, they didn't like it. They didn't like it? Yeah. And they're small. They're Frenchies. Kingston did, hasn't been high, but Kai and Cooper have been high. Did they tell? Did your dogs tell you they didn't like it? No, or they didn't. They were, you know. Because <laughs> I don't know how you're going to come I, to this and conclusion. It wasn't, my, it wasn't mine either. They, 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 they ate some weed. And I knew they ate weed because immediately their eyes were like bloodshot. I was like... I think she's fucking stoned, but they get so fucked up from it. Like I would rather do it. You Did know what you, I mean? I wanna... Do I have a choice? Does he? What does he have? He says either he's either you or all all your dogs are getting high. What does he have though? I want to know what's on the menu. Okay, so if, if Satan shows up, yeah, right? Yeah. Let's think about what kind of drugs Satan's gonna fucking. He's got to have crack because it's right? the devil's dick like, that you're sucking on, right? I That's think it's like, possible. If yeah. you have like an angel bringing something to a party, the angel's bringing like wine Molly. and like mol weed yeah. and Molly, Molly, right? He's yeah, bringing, she's bringing happy Molly. drugs, yeah. happy and drugs. LSD. Yeah. Satan, no, that's like a Satan one. No, nah, sure. I don't believe that. Satan but, doesn't want you to have a bad time. But listen, <laughs> Satan, no, no, he wants you to have a good time. Okay, but I think Satan's bringing the deadly shit. He's bringing fentanyl. No, he Satan. don't want you to die. He wants you okay, to suffer. Well, th my Satan uh, okay. is bringing. <laughs> yeah. That's a good okay, point. so that actually is a good point. But I think that Satan would bring something like ketamine. Like a lot of it, like because have you ever been in a K hole? K hole is the worst hole to be in, dude. Awful. You've, have you been in? The, have you done ketamine? I did by accident. Yeah. And did you get in a K hole? Yeah, I shot it up. Yeah. See. Oh okay. wow. So mm. Satan's a ketamine user. I loved it. It was wonderful. Bro. Oh really? I loved yeah. K. I loved K too. I loved oh, it. Bro. It was just like I was just sitting there and been just like almost separated from my body, and then I was kind of like looking at myself, but like not feeling anything, but just feeling great. At yeah, the same I wasn't time. expecting it at all. I was sitting like again. We had, I was running with a group, you know, like Mafia, right? So in South Africa, we call gay guys Morphies. So this was the Mafia because <laughs> it was all... It was a I don't mafia. know why that's so funny, It was but a it ma is. Mafia of gay dudes, right? A gay Mafia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, this is just how they rolled. It was like a big shit, you gay know? Gay South African Mafia. Well, you know the what? The Mafias. Honestly... They're all dead to the exclusion of one guy. Okay, Ch but what Chucky. did the gay mafia do? So, what no, did they I, sell? I was just a little concerned about what I'm, the content I'm giving. So what happened is, oh, my God. We had, uh, you know, manufacturing crystal meth by the ton, literally by the ton, right? And um, we had a precursor to that called methcathinone, which is a wonderful thing. It's like cocaine, way better. No, come down, blah, blah, blah. Do not try this at home, motherfuckers. Okay? <laughs> so we started producing this shit and made a lot of money. Made a lot, a lot, a lot of money. And... Um, for like shits and giggles being like you know the prim of the prim we would shoot heroin or anything so we'd shoot meth and uh, valium and pethidine so pethidine is like a high-end uh, okay let's yeah let's not give I'm any getting, ideas I'm, I'm getting into the ketamine though okay so this one gay guy was infatuated <laughs> with me verna rest his soul he was like oh and i want to i want to i want to shoot you up this time you know I'm oh like, that's cute and i was like and i didn't trust him for shit i was like fuck for because i knew he was jealous about this deal i had with rich you know he, he wanted in he didn't get in i was like oh fuck okay all right verna go for it and i'm there and he shot me up with ketamine oh shit but i like hallucinogenics and fucking disassociative so much i just like blew back and i was like oh shit that was not pethidine and as i'm coming too chunky Who's still alive? I love Chunky. He's the Godfather, right? Is he's he a walking out in a gimp suit <laughs> with this fucking black mask, and I didn't even know he wore these kind of things. He used to go to raves dressed like this. What's a gimp suit? A gimp suit? Like you don't know what a like gimp the, suit is? They, no. It's like, like the camouflage the, thing. No, a gimp. Oh my God, guys! It's a full leather fucking. Oh, well, it's just got the mouth right here. Balls and a fucking thing in your mouth and a black hooded mask and. You don't know a gimp suit? Wow. Yeah. He's walking out of the room in this fucking gimp suit walking towards me. And I'm like falling out. I'm like, no, Chunky. No. <laughs> no, because I, I can't move. And I'm in this, and I know it's him. I'm like, don't you fucking dare, dog. And he, and he didn't, obviously. He walked what what part of South Africa was this? So I can like. This was in Sunny avoid. Hill. <laughs> Sunny Hill. Is that Joburg? Sunny Cape Hill. Town? It's uh, northern Johannesburg. It's like a expensive area. Johannesburg. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. The Moffies. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. You that get, was my first kid. You, you'd get first your nights. dogs high. That's Or you'd get high over your dogs. All right, yeah, yeah, there yeah. we went. We went down the fucking. We went down the Satan hole right Yeah. There. Okay, so. 
What is, in one minute, what's your favorite fucking part of sobriety? Oh, shit, that's a pause. Yeah. Favorite part of sobriety is uh, waking up sober, man. And um, there's, there's too many. One minute. Um, connections, relationships. Um, that's the, my biggest thing. Paramount of everything is the relationships I get now. The connections. Legitimate, legitimate connection to you and you and you and everything. Just being part of and being present. Like, I love it. I love it, too. It. Yeah, That's good. Good answer. Yeah. So if you're out there and you don't feel like you have any fucking connections... You should probably get sober, dude. You yep. know what I mean? Probably get sober. Okay, got another one here, dude. Okay, if you could get one free day of drug use a year. I used to fantasize about this when I was newly sober. I was like, man, I've been sober for years. Like, I should get one free day, like your birthday. You know what I mean? We're mm. like, it's all about you. So, mm. like, if you mm. could get one free day of drug use per year, what are you taking? Who are you taking it with? And I want to hear the story. Dude. Oh my God! One a day. I mean, one, one a day year only. One day only. One yeah, day one day only. only. Okay, so the first thing would just to get you're gonna wake up and then what be, are you gonna have? Okay, I'd wake up in the Amazon or somewhere around there, right? I'd be in the tribe where there's little pink dolphins and shit in the water there because they got this wonderful affiliation to the tribesmen. They wear their vaginas around their neck and they have this wonderful like relationship thing. <laughs> I would go and have like ayahuasca, get completely fucked up with a shaman, go make out with a dolphin. <laughs> and, uh, just for the sake of doing it because it just sounds so intriguing I mean I'm not into fucking animals but I definitely get fucked up on ayahuasca bang a dolphin and um, just hang out in the, hang out in the forest that'll be the f year one I'm already planned on year two Can okay we... what's year two year two <laughs> <laughs> what's year two I don't know hold on I, I'm too excited about it yeah, that's, that's this a is problem I'm a I, I love how you went from making so, out with the dolphin so to fucking the dolphin so, so year two Oh, I'd probably do something really dingy. I've never done PCP, like something really hard. Oh, Yo, you want to get wet? Yeah, so I'd go into like a really hard, like Germany. Let's go to Germany and I'd go into like an underground, like heavy metal, like thrash death metal club. Like, yeah. And just do like some fucking copious amount of PCP. Okay. Because I hear you can get like really aggressive and just fuck everyone up. Just like headbutt, like. <laughs> yeah. Just to get that like, that like yes. Marvel superhuman effect you know? what, the total opposite from yeah. the first and you, just because i've never done cool. it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's awesome because yeah. i'm on both sides of the spectrum <laughs> yeah. i'm always like you know am i going to take a trip today i'm going to smoke I could crack see today you. i could see you in the audience just like spitting on people's faces and like rubbing <laughs> yeah. it in like gently making guys around just by the rubbing hair and yeah fucking kicking them in the balls yeah. and shit kneeing yeah. and spitting on people. blood all over his yeah. face okay. yeah. what's your three what's your three here at Oh, man, I'd probably go back to psychedelics, and I love the bush, man. It's just something about the bush, so I'd probably, you know, acid. I haven't done liquid acid. I hear about it out here a lot. I've dropped maybe two caps at most, but I have a thing for acid, so I'd have, oh, rewind. So I'd get some flour from California, some RS11 or Zop, like some fire fucking weed that I could probably never smoke because it's too strong. I would take that, go get this liquid acid vial, and go to like a Tiesto concert, bro, on the beach. I'd go to I'd go to South of France. I'd go to like I'd go to like uh, Greece has got wonderful beach clubs. I'd go there, probably have like, you know, some fucking super rave DJ playing. Drop this fucking acid, and I know when it's about to kick in. I just light that fucking weed up, and it just shoots me. Poof, next and then dimension. what would you be wearing? That that was my question. What I'd be wearing, it really wouldn't matter at that point. I'd probably be naked, which I've done before at a club. <laughs> there. No, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a was a, a little, little, Louis, little Louis Vega. Um, I could see you dressed like Jesus on acid. No, I used to wear like shorts, boxing shoes, and a uh, what do you call it? A wife beater that with a, with, <laughs> a a with a with a with a bandana. Yeah. Right? And um, I went there on a modeling <laughs> contract. I think I was like 20, 21. And because I'm there with like 40 girls, international models would all stay in the same hotel, like me and Raven, two guys and all these girls, one hotel. So, yeah, you can play that movie through. And we would get to go to every club, free tables, free dinners everywhere because they just wanted us there. So we went to this club. And I think we didn't have any cocaine. He had a bunch of Ritalin. So I was like, fuck it. I've never tried this, but let's smash that shit up. Smash it up, bump that shit, get there. It's all this vodka. By the end of the night, or not even by 2 a.m., I was naked in the ocean with all these girls. It was wonderful. It was great. So I'd probably try and revisit that somehow, but with acid. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'll work on the next three while we're going. Through. I mean, I gave up my <laughs> fantasies early because I had these like not I had these like, oh, man, you know, we should get a free day every year and like what mine would look like. But they were nothing 
Like they were vivid, but mm. they were nothing like getting in fucking dolphins in the Amazon. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. it just sounds I couldn't believe people do that. I'm like, God damn it. I they're... mean, like, I would like to go up with like the Eskimos and then like sleep with polar bears. You don't let it say that it's an Inuit. Yeah. <laughs> Eskimo. I like Eskimo. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it's, 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 it's like it's. Yeah, I, mean, I wonder though. if there's any AA meetings in igloos. They're like, what did you just say? Uh, you know? Eskimo? That's another thing My about like, meetings. My sister just went there. They went to stay in an igloo in Fika in Iceland or something. They have like a whole trip. It's quite expensive. You go out there, but you live in an igloo, and they serve you dinner, and it's quite an experience. An AA meeting in an igloo? I mean, I've been to meetings on four continents, Australia, Asia, and Europe, right? Okay. But I've never, like, I mean, they're like, and they're all pretty much the fucking same. I've been to a meeting in Belgium where they only spoke German, oh. and I had no fucking clue what they were saying. It was my two years sober, and oh, wow. they, and I, but I knew. I heard them share, like, you could hear the pitch of the German, really? and you're like, that fool's suffering, and he's a newcomer, wow. you know? And that guy right there just got a promotion at work, and he's fucking grateful. And then that guy over there is, like, the guy that shares at every fucking meeting, and everyone's, like, sick of his shit. And then, like, the seventh tradition comes by, and instead of putting, like, dollars, because, like, we have $1 bills, they put one euro coins in, which mm. is, like, weird, because, like, I don't ever put coins in the basket, mm. but, like, it's a weird feeling. Okay. <laughs> did you, um... Did, it's like this is, So this was your second year, like, your birthday, so, right? Yeah, my second year birthday. So when the end of the meeting, do they do they have any kind of, like, chip system? Yeah, they give you a chip. And I don't remember if the chip was in German or if it was a fucking English how chip. How did you know... How German. did you know when they were they went to the anniversary? So you just didn't... How did no, you know that you didn't pick up, like, there. a six-month chip? So I got brought there by a guy. So I was in, oh, okay. I was in Belgium. You left that part out. And I, I called the... Uh, what's it called the AA hotline mm. you know like you know people share yeah, the meetings yeah. i never called the AA hotline before to like find a meeting i called the AA hotline the guy's like okay cool meet me here at this tr tr train station oh he picked you up yeah no he met me at the train station okay. and then we walked to the meeting cool and i secretly we were walking down like alleys because you know europe's like very like fucking medieval kind of love it right very similar to saint augustine but yeah. like you're walking down these cobblestone roads and it's like dark out and cold it's wonderful. and then you gotta go Kyle. i thought i yeah, was gonna no get shit. raped I thought I was. I thought I was. You're a little nervous, raped. but no, you're probably you'd, you'd excited. You'd be lucky to be raped. And the girls are smoking. No, dudes. It, it was a dude. <laughs> oh, there was a dude. I, I was yeah. like, up. Oh, I'm going down, and then they're well, gonna. You never know. They're I mean, gonna bang me with PCP, and then I'm gonna it. wear, get wake up dressed like a gimp in a gimp suit. <laughs> in a yeah. gimp suit. Yeah. And then yeah. So well, that's the ball what happened. That'll be fun, bro. You're in a cage, and you're like hanging them. No. It's chained up, and all these guys are like. It sounds terrible. And then spitting on me, and then and then you're on PCP. Now I'm fucked up. Okay, yeah. my next using yeah. dream is gonna be fucked up by you. Wow. Um, but yeah. Okay. Cool. So here's a good one, right? Somebody just asked this: If somebody has a friend or family member out there that they think needs to stop drinking or using, how would you advise them or their friend to get their family member sober? Right? A minute pitch. What are you gonna tell them? Oh my god. Um, right. Shit. Are, so you're, you're telling do? the telling the family member, the family not member, the person. Yeah, the family member. How they should get their family member okay. sober. Oh, friend. I would just say, you know what. Just fucking leave him. Just throw him in the street. Really? Yeah. Some detachment shit. Absolutely. Okay, that works. But let's say that, that works. Let's say that it's not there yet. You've identified a problem before. Okay, it's like so affecting I would you. identify what he's using, right? Okay. So he's using crystal meth. I said, great. I'm going to go put him in a room, lock him up, and just fucking mainline that motherfucker with so much fucking meth. That he has like some huge drug induced no, psychosis. You can't tell a mom to smack. <laughs> you can't tell a mom <laughs> yeah, to smoke a wild, him up with some meth. I love you, night. Owen. Dude. You're my favorite. <laughs> yeah. he'll, he'll never want to do it again. You just fucking okay. scare the living shit out of him. I mean, I understand that, okay. and I I agree with it to a degree. But I, I'm not banging my. I'm kid motivated by fear. I know fear moves people. Right. I think like you being know, loving doesn't move people. It in doesn't. Position. Like people like you the can't love someone better. The intervention's not going to work. Obviously, your love hasn't work for x amount of years so mm. it's not gonna help them get sober no. but i do think that there are things where you could introduce them to sober people like we were talking about how would you get britney spears not sober? interested right okay but hear me out so how would you get britney spears sober right you got to make them think it's their idea so introduce them like for example if us three went to go hang out with like you know some 25 year old kid that's like you know close to bottom bottoming out yeah that should be sober mm. if like we're hanging out with him having a fucking good time he's gonna be attracted to the program he's gonna be attracted to the fucking idea of getting sober i see what you're thinking and he might think the seed were of like oh man i felt at home with these guys i felt good with these guys they're sober in order to keep hanging out with them i should consider sobriety sure and he's more likely to make the jump earlier before crashing sure and if he's considering something about he having a problem there's well, two a different animals people, are dealing with it the one is like a mom concerned about a kid 
kid on drugs and a mom concerned about a kid on drugs and the kid is concerned about the drugs he's on too. Well, I mean, uh, I, I'll be, okay, so There's my that experience level, here. I never thought I could be sober, right? I thought I was just one of the people. I'd be fucking at eight in the morning. I'd be up from a bender the night before and mm. I'd be driving on the freeway in traffic in California. Ugh. And then I'd be looking at these people and I'm like, I could never have a, a job in the morning. Like I, I'm never gonna be that guy. I'm never. I'm not capable. So I just felt hopeless. Mm. But had I met a group of guys like us that like weren't capable, were hopeless, sure. and got better, yeah. then I could have considered the possibility that maybe I too could improve or or get better, and I would have been more open to the idea of it. But I didn't think it was. I didn't know that there was something that could help or got fix it. me. Yeah. Right. So if I was around guys yeah, that had been, been fixed, that's sure. Right. So I think that the exposure mm. is a good in just the idea to let them know that, like, hey, it is capable. Like you are. It is possible. I no, had the no, same yeah. experience. Yeah. I did because I had no idea. I'm 34 years old. I just hit a year. Wow. Uh, a little over a year ago, I had no idea what the program was. Not interested. You know, my parents knew I had an issue. But but the one thing that they told me and they'll they'll say today is that the difference they see now is that I admit that I have an issue. I had a, I have a problem, you know, and that I have to take care of this problem. And that's the desire that I have to come attack it with because I didn't know about a program. I didn't, wasn't interested, you know, but once I was introduced to it and it gets back to the point of like, you know, when you ask how you felt, like what, what was that point of the, you know, what was different this time? Um, what was different for me was I was tired, you know, I was tired of, the struggle. I was tired of feeling like shit. I was tired of life getting me down. It was being tired. Like that was, you know, I had many bottoms, but being tired and and wanting something sick different. Do you think if you would have, let's say Owen and I would have invited you to hang out and like you got sober at 33, 34, right? But let's say like you were like, you were, what, what age were you really like using the most? Like right. What, uh, so uh, uh, heavily through my 20s with opiates um and so then, if you would have met us in your 20s when you knew like yes. fuck the, I'm, the beast got me so if you would have yeah. met us and then we would have been sober and an example and accepted you and yada yada do you think you would have you would have considered sobriety earlier oh 100 percent. Okay. and and we and and right now as a perfect example i have a friend that's in our group that's at that age where i was i, I ended up going on the run you know, instead of facing my problems and thinking that I had it under control and that I'll just take care of it later on. Yeah. And and my friend, he's going through that right now and he understands this is a problem and struggles and everything. But the difference between him and me at that age, 25, 26, was I didn't have a group of people that cared about me, you know, and I didn't think there was a way out. And and I didn't I didn't feel like I was wanted or anything like that. And it was it doesn't go back into like, oh, I, they don't get me or anything like that. It was like I did, just didn't know. I didn't know it existed. And honestly, that I think is the fucking essence of shit face sober. Right. Is that there's so many people that are sober or in recovery that don't show it publicly or that aren't vocal about their sobriety publicly. And there's this line, no matter how far down the scale we had gone, we saw how our experience could benefit others, right? Like you, if we are public or like I have helped so many more people by being publicly sober because they would contact me and say, Hey Jeff, I have a problem. Oh, cool. Come live on my couch. Or Hey Jeff, my son or my friend, or somebody has a problem, right? right? Because I'm publicly sober and like breaking the stigma of sobriety. And like, you know, the reason I think so many people aren't vocal about their sobriety is because they're worried about the judgment. Yeah, They're worried about big. being labeled an addict or an alcoholic or whatever, because the public doesn't understand what our life's like today. Today, all three of us are successful. We're sober today we help other people we have we we're self-supportive we fucking have businesses we employ people yada yada service yada. work but the truth is is that if we are able to break that stigma and be publicly sober we are going to be able to make it attractive to so many more people earlier right so instead of getting sober at 34 they can get sober at 26 before they're you know stealing your lawnmower from your yard and pawning it before they're you know their grandma's dying without seeing their grandson draw sober breath right without fucking dolphins I in the amazon lawnmower yeah, but there's but people out there. People out you there. Know. You know, really? I see a lot of lawnmowers on Craigslist, and you know those things aren't being, you know what I mean? Wow. You know where they came well, from. We went into a good good example. We went into Home Depot one time. You know, shout out Home Depot for having everything you need in one place. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> so we were walking down the aisle, and this lady came up, was walking, uh, was working there, and was like, they just stole a generator. They just 
grabbed some bolt cutters from another aisle, came in there. They they had a thing like these yeah, people. Yeah, generator makes sense. Yeah, but <laughs> I grab a generator. But generator you know. lawnmower. But the, the, the fact, the, the point is, they they got it probably within. They they knew what they were going after. Mm. They are obviously not sober, you know, because who in their sober mind? That's just a fucked up person. To go jack a generator. Yeah, and then to be that specific, knew where the bolt cutters was. And then go in and cut it out and gone within five minutes. But if that guy would have met us sooner yeah. or knew that we were here sooner, then he may not have stolen the generator. Yeah, he was yeah. taking so a Tesla. Public sobriety. I <laughs> know. <laughs> but yeah, but public right. could be sober as a little hell, man. But public yeah. what he's done. But public right. sobriety, I think, has the has the opportunity to help so many more people and to stop so much more pain. Mm. Right? No doubt. And so oh, like if you're sober out there, like I think going public with your sobriety is not just like brave and courageous and, and great and you deserve to be that sober person you are, or like that that example that you've learned to become. But like it's also we got this gift and it's our responsibility to share it. And if we can like, you know, if we could slow down the pain or the progression of someone else's suffering and their family suffering and their business like owners surrounding in their community suffering, then we have the real opportunity to like help the fucking community. Yep. Right? You're giving somebody tools. There it is. Showing them what's up. I mean, yeah. who doesn't want to be like us? No, yeah, no right. shit. There's yeah. probably I mean, there was a time where like I was 18 and I was like, fuck those fools. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now, like anything after 22, I'd be like, dude, these guys are tight. You well, know that's what I mean? the most attractive thing for me is, you know, was coming in and finding somebody that I could not not relate with on like, you know, a day-to-day basis because, you know, let's face it, me and you are like completely different. Like yes. the way we think, the way Twelve we're wired. Countries. And um, but like I look at you and I'm like successful, you know what? You know, he's obviously successful. He's got 12 years sober. I want what this guy's got. He's got a lot of knowledge, you know, and the same with you. Two years and the amount of stuff like me and you've talked about, you know, has helped me. You know what I mean? Because I still battle with certain things, and it's like, you know, I can go to different people with different the things. The battle is real. The yeah. battle is real. The difference is we're not fighting alone. Right. Yeah. That's, and there's when like, I'm in addiction and when I'm not connected, I'm alone. And I'm taking it all on, trying to work it all out, trying to fucking, I'm going to Google search this and fucking self-help book this. It yeah. Ain't gonna, sorry, man. Just ain't going to work. Yep. That connected. When I'm connected and I'm held accountable and I have you fuckers playing with my feet. Yeah, right. The camera Check like this. this. <laughs> and it gets all like super friendly and I'm okay with it. And I'm not getting a hard on. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. You know, one thing I you do. Know? I love it. I do think, okay, I want to say thank you on behalf of the world to like South Africans and Africans in general, because I think most of the drugs that were tried for the first time were found in, in Africa. Yeah. There were people out there that would go really? around smoking everything. Everything. And they people would just were dying smoking and getting them. rashes and people shit. People died for the cause. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, Bro, man. You got to try it. Someone, had to, someone you... had to point at weed and be like, okay, we're smoking that today. And then we're going to see what happens. And someone pointed out a fucking eucalyptus plant or pointed out a fucking. I think if I just saw weed, I would want to smoke it or eat it or. or yeah, but you know, there was probably plant. somebody in that group that had to boof it or something. You got to think you know about I mean? the like guy that tried out all the fucking mushrooms. Yes, he yeah, he died. That's that guy. I, I like that guy. To. They yeah. did it, and, and he was probably <laughs> African. So thank you guys for doing the I, I research. I don't know. I mean, Amanita comes from what Serbia. That's where Senegal yeah, came from. Yeah, but here's the thing about you got a lot of Russians out there trying this shit too. Yeah, but here's the thing about the mushrooms, right? So there's so many varieties of them. You have to have a group of people that's like, all right, we got this amount of mushrooms. One guy's gonna be the lucky one getting the, the, the psychedelics. Shit. Other four are dying. You know well, what I mean? Honestly, like, it's not and a they lot might they might die or they might just get the shits. You know, you need to consume <laughs> a lot of toxic mushrooms to die. Well, no, there's some that just kill you, you off know. a very small or get dose. you really sick. But I mean, there was a human a human Absolutely. effort in identifying poisonous and non-poisonous mm, shit mm. and i'm grateful for that because now i don't have to run around looking at berries and shit when i'm at Publix or at grocery store because the research's all been done for me by guys in south africa oh yeah now you don't worry about the poison <laughs> now, now, now you don't have to worry about the berries poisoning you it's the poison on top of the berries it's killing you yeah, right no now. Shit. which yeah. you know but Another at the end of the day hole. thank you guys for fucking doing the research yeah, and taking, no, no worries, taking one for the team yeah, you know yeah, yeah i'm always you know i, I think I, i've I, done my service yeah i i like to thank the uh the mafias out there in South Africa, there's Bro, some real mafias. I want the mafias. I want the mafias. Mafi. 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 It's a mafia. Like I've mafia. heard of Russian mafia, Serbian. Albanian. Well, 
but look, you're speaking <laughs> shit we don't get right now, which cool, you know, that's tight. But mm. like, <laughs> I've never heard of the Gay Mafia, and I think that that's cool. Mm. I think that's a dope. I'm like, we should have Gay Mafia that's in America. Right. That's yeah. how they want it to be known. They don't want they don't want to be known. I think you know the Gay I mean? Mafia. Like, you know, like, I don't we're think we're blowing getting, the lid on shit right now. Scoop. This is like an exclusive. <laughs> and honestly, like, I think a lot of like police departments and like you know government agencies would be like really not wanting to like you know fuck with the gay mafia because then they could like be like it would just be like oh you're persecuting or you're fucking yeah. whatever so like the gay mafia is a super protected organization which is probably why we haven't heard about them yet <laughs> they're doing their shit like right you know what i mean it's like Maybe. the italians back in the day <laughs> well you know they're probably you know? uh and they're well dressed they're probably like top of the line everything like you know, I want to hang out with the I think, like, really Jeffree Star is in the game mafia, dude. That's yeah. true. You know Jeffree Star? <laughs> no, I don't know who Jeffree Star is. Oh, you don't know, is. Don't know who Jeffree no. Star is? Oh, dude, he was, like, the biggest on MySpace back in the day. You know okay. what I mean? Like, okay. did you have MySpace? No. Oh, you guys didn't have MySpace no, in that South Africa, Africa. baby. Yeah, you, what did you have there? <laughs> we had trees and animals and shit. Oh, so you have, like, houses. that was your social media. Yeah. Just, like, meet me at this tree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we didn't social media meet nothing, Meet me at bro. the bush. Yeah, in the you bush. You have different kinds of bushes? No, I ride around on your bicycles and go and fucking hunt Do you? Let me ask you a question right now. Do you well, feel at home? Catch. Do you feel at home with this, like right next no, to you? No, it's plastic. <laughs> but it looks like a bush. But it looks like a bush. <laughs> yeah. No, we, I mean that's a palm tree. Uh, yeah. You okay. Know. You're bush, not in the oasis. There's no palms well, in, the, in the bush. Funny, I went to Joburg. Like I used to work in vape, right? Mm. And like fucking, I went to Joburg for like a vape conference, and like I met a few guys that were in the program sober in fucking Joburg, dude. Mm. You know, shout out to the guys, the boys and girls sober in South Africa. Yeah, man. Like, like it you shows know, it's that you can do it anything. NA is probably bigger for the for that community than AA is like old school South Africa. It's almost like the fucking church. Good question here. You know. Good yeah, question. Why or why do you prefer AA over NA? And full blast this one because I think this is a good one. I th yeah, I love this question. Yeah. To me? Yeah. Well, I've never tried NA here. Well, I've tried it once. It wasn't too bad, but AA I think had longer sobriety and it was more conducive for me as opposed to NA. I don't know if that's the answer you're looking no, for. No, no. So, like, a good answer. For me, the reason I go to AA over NA is because, A, like, when I got sober, I was trashy person. I was gross. I was wearing dirty jeans. I definitely, you know, was just a scummy person. And so it's not like, oh, AA was cleaner and I wanted to be clean because that's true. Like, I go to an NA meeting versus an AA meeting. I think, like, you know, both of them are good. But the point is, is that when I went to AA, like you said, there was more sobriety there and there was more, like, solution. Like, hey, if you want to stop, you need to do X, Y, and Z. And, like, I heard way more, like, drug talk when I was in NA, which was, like, triggering, triggering for me. Okay. And I didn't want to talk about that. And I feel like, you know, just in general, like, the length of, you know, the recovery in an AA meeting, like, if you added it all up, is higher than that of an NA, even though I was going in for drugs. Well, I, maybe. I, I mean, NA's a lot younger than AA. Well, you, and there's definitely way more AA meetings than NA meetings, you know, in, in, in NA's That's defense. another good, yeah, truth. truth. You, know, you know, so for um, me, the the whole, the whole AA, NA thing, you know, I can just sum it up with AA and, and working that kind of program will fit with literally every human in the world. Yes. And that's whether they're, you know... To work on yourself, as as far as you but know, it never used to be like that. No, I know, but couldn't today, identify with drugs or anything other than alcohol in an AA meeting. Therefore, I couldn't. And if I'm I saying, did, I would just say like I'd I'd sorry to jump in, but I'd have to say like my ampules that I used to shoot up with with pethidine were bottles. So I'd just use the word, oh, I went through so many bottles and blah blah blah, just to try and like blend in with alcoholics and all. Right, I get that. My point is, my point is, even the the average person that's not in recovery that um that wouldn't identify with even a problem, they're not even a problem drinker or a user. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're social, could benefit from working steps oh, no, th anyone, th that's a great one could benefit so that's, that's what i'm saying okay so here's a good one right i everyone love what you should just be said on the fucking steps i think everybody would yeah. benefit yeah. okay so but like check everyone this out should have a fucking program. this is right. a good thing for shit face sober right this is like a, a part of our mission right if you're out there and you're using drugs let's face it mo i've only been drunk like a hundred times in my whole life. anything okay but hear me follow me here right like so i came in here i'd only been drunk a hundred times i didn't think i belonged in aa because i hadn't even been drunk that much 
much. Sure. My problem right. was drugs. And I think 98% of people under 30 getting sober right now Thanks. have drugs problems yeah. because they're more economic and they're more fun. Yeah. That being said, if you're not wanting to go to AA because you're you're primarily using drugs, I'm here to tell you that AA will work for you. Yeah. And that's all of our experience. Were you mostly drugs or alcohol? Drugs, baby. Mostly drugs or alcohol. Drugs. Right? My mom even tells did me. AA I, work I, for I don't you. know. Blacked out once from drinking. Okay, yeah. did AA work for you? It still works for me. Okay, did AA work for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. So if your fucking excuse to sit there and protect your fucking using and drinking or just your using is that AA is for alcoholism, like, no. It's for fucking everything. And to your points, I agree. If everyone in fucking America worked the steps and everybody had an, a spiritual awakening and it was as accountable for their actions and had a reflection period and meditation and all this shit and that worked we learned. The, yeah, worked through that they would be better Utopia. people. Right. We Utopia. would be better people. Absolutely. One, yeah. And honestly, like, I love that. That's what I, one of the things that's like, everyone's like, oh, it's a cult. You're going to get a brainwash. But no one's going to do it unless they find a desperate need I agree. to do it. Well, there's some special people like so out there. Yeah. Like, I could see here. Joe Rogan working yeah, the steps. Yeah, no, well, 100%. I mean, yeah. we... To to that point is the ex sheriff of St. John's County. He's very well read. People that are very well read and know this book, you know, he's not he's not in recovery. But I guarantee you, this man has worked the steps wow. because he understands no and way. he wants to understand the other side too. Because there are people out there like that. Now that just gives you know this just brings up the idea to it that hey, let me try this out. Like it's like a fasting or it's like a new diet or yes. something like this. Like you know a thirty day trial of like it's, you it's know like what I mean. Course, like you know? there yeah. are people out there that like to self improve exactly without pain. If it does, alcoholics yeah. and addicts. We need pain to take uncomfortable action. There are just people out there that like being uncomfortable. Dudes that climb Everest. Everest ain't fucking comfortable, dog. Right. But they like they chase the uncomfortability sure. for growth. We're programmed different. We like pain. So if you're out there and you like fucking pain to change, you probably should fucking be or with just us. or just <laughs> try to to try something different. You know what I mean? To to really work on self and 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 but have a reflection. The caveat is, and you you're not representing this. The caveat is it can't be done alone. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it can't be. So, oh, no, you have no, to participate. You, yeah. you can't go and read the book and apply these steps on your own accord because that's not how it's done. Well, here's the thing, the too. The like, premise you're of right. the thing is finding a connection. Yeah, so you and can... the connection is found through being completely open and honest with someone Well, else. you could well, do it in Al-Anon. I mean, and I'm not talking example. about a priest, right? Yeah. Or a, you know... Let's just be real here. It's another human being because what that's doing, it's deflating an ego that I've cultivated through the course of my life that is a bunch of layers and protections and defense mechanisms that is all bullshit. And someone needs to see that, and the only way someone needs to gets to see that is by me telling them exactly what it well, is. Well, here, so right? case in point, our man Tyler back here, right? Not sober, but you don't have a issue or problem drinking you're not drinking every day you're not waking up craving drugs or anything like that right no. i think tyler would benefit to doing a step work with somebody like jeff or somebody like you right and be willing to do that now that would take away from like you know either one of you saying like oh well you got to be sober doing it like you would have to understand like this is this person's in it to learn more about themselves right mm -hmm. maybe they'll have a spiritual awakening and something will happen as a result of it but it is a good experiment i think i think that would be worth doing so if you're willing to try that no i you know it's being accountable bottom line i think the whole thing is being accountable and sharing that experience and developing the connections that's my experience at least and i think that's something you don't get when you in per se uh you know addiction alcoholism or gambling or sex right. or eating or shopping or fucking the myriad of addictions that we have yes like there's so many i have and a shoe we, problem and we all and I have a gambling problem we all have them and, 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 and <laughs> like 100 the to the point where it's it's destructive yeah there's some point and it doesn't have to be abundantly destructive it's destructive in time like we don't get a lot right. of this stuff like time is limited bottom line Right. I don't know if I'm going to be here tomorrow. So the whole point is, how do I get to embrace and be embodied and be present completely right now, right here, right now, right now and right here. Right. That was a little That's Florida it, because accent. we are all very disconnected. Right. That's why I'm affected by you pulling in front of me in the traffic. 
why I'm affected by you taking so long to cash this motherfucker out while I'm waiting in line. It's all about this me prism that we think we're this fucking omnipotent fucking force that's roaming this planet that needs to all fucking rotate around me. We all, to some degree, have this fucking selfish self-centeredness yeah so if we get to see beyond that and develop this connection i'm like a oh, fuck i'm really not that important and you know what it's actually better for me to know that now you know i'm not taking any of my you know myself away by this but i'm actually expanding myself through this because i am part of you this is we all part of the same shit and Great if we point. just fucking join together in this thing we'd be accomplishing way more but because of the segregation and the blocks that we put each other in, political or whatever, religious or whatever, background, ethnic, blah, 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 that's just fucking giving fuel to the fire of me not being the same as you. Right. And here, let me tell you why. You know, instead of like, let's just boil this straight down to the fucking bottom. If I put a fucking hole in you, no matter who you are, you're dropping. Right. right. Oh, well, there's a similarity. Okay, let's follow along those lines. That was a little aggressive. Yeah. But my point my point is, yeah. like, we all have the same color blood, all of that shit. Now, let's get a little deeper into this. We all have the same needs. We I like that. We all have the same desires to some degree, and we all need each other. Bottom line. So, fuck, I need you. You need me, motherfuckers. Stay tuned. Next week, same time. Nah, <laughs> I like that. Mic drop. Okay. Now... You know, just to close it up, man. This I fucking love everything you've had to say. Honestly, fucking yes. home run. Thank you. Home fucking run. Um, but just like if you were talking to somebody that's you know normal or that you know is considering going sober, that maybe doesn't have a problem, maybe they do. Who fucking knows? But like you have a thirty second pitch to give them on you know why being sober and spiritual and like everything that you've found here. What's your pitch? The pitch is, you know what, bottom line, you're never going to experience it, but you can do it vicariously through someone like, you know, Jeff or a show like this or people that are in this realm. So you get attracted by that by betting, putting yourself in that ecosystem. So just try and reach out or be involved more in aligned with people of something that's attractive to you, something that you want, something you potentially think you can never have. You know, that was my story. I could never have what I have now. I could never be where I am now. And the only way I am here is by being around people that have these things that look this way. Yeah, that's good shit, That was man. the so, best 30-second pitch I've ever heard. Yeah. Fucking go. Owen M. from fucking Joe <laughs> Berg, South Africa Brew. Hell We're yeah. out here. Shit face sober, bro. Listen in. Tune weekly. We'll be from the bush next time, Fems. We have China's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> but you know what? Dude, I love it. I love the you, first Jeff. Time. I love you, Jeff. I love you, Owen. Yeah, I love both. Like, and that's really. another thing. And too. I love you too, Tyler. If you're not saying I love you to yeah. your friends and shit, that's a thing here that I really fucking appreciate. Is that I was able to tell another man outside of my family here that I loved him and because meant of it. what it, and mean it. Yeah, like, it's I not just like, like oh, I love you, bro. <laughs> like no, like. I love you. I love you. Family. And that's the first place I was ever able to tell another man that I loved him was from, you know, sobriety. Because as long as we don't like hug now or some shit. Oh, I'm hugging you afterwards. We can touch feet. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to leave the feet touching part out, but I'm giving you a hug. He's got problems. (laughs) Yeah, dude. All right. Is that a wrap? Is that it? Yeah, I'm grateful to be here. Grateful you came, dude. Face over, man. All right, guys. Thanks, Owen. Good job. Check it out. Peace. Yay, yay.